0: Hello everybody and welcome to Works Well, a podcast by me, Melissa Sherry, certified health coach and workplace wellness specialist. This podcast is for leaders who want to support their teams in the pursuit of high quality work, decreased burnout, and meaningful collaboration. If you want to empower your team to bring their best selves to work, you are in the right place. Let's get started. welcome back to the podcast i am so happy to have you here with me if you are enjoying this little series i have about building a business case for workplace wellness please follow on spotify or apple podcasts that's such a great way to make sure that you're not missing any of these new episodes or updates that come through the podcast Thank you all so much for being here and for your support. And without further ado, let's jump into part three, the final episode in this really fun saga that we've been building together for building a business case for wellness. Quick review, um, episodes 12 and 13 were parts one and two. And in those episodes, we dove into topics of Really understanding who you're talking to, how to build your case directed towards those key stakeholders, and then our last episode was all about data. And I know I nerded out on you guys. I hope you stuck with me, um, and that you made it through to this episode. I'm really proud of you if you did. If you've missed those two episodes, please go check them out. Um, I think they're really valuable and especially if you're someone who's trying to harness this kind of support in your organization. Even if you're not using the exact pieces of data or you're not talking to the exact same people, there's some really juicy stuff in there just for how to think about building your case. So really, please go listen to those. Um, It would mean so much to me, and I think it's going to be really valuable for you. I developed this series because I see so many wellness champions doing work that goes unnoticed and unacknowledged. And growing resources for workplace wellness is an incredibly smart move for any business. And I want to support those of you who are making an effort to create these thriving work environments. And something else that I see really frequently, whether it's with my friends who are doing this work or with clients I'm working with, is that time and time again, approval and growth of workplace wellness strategy moves really slowly because evidence takes a long time to build. It takes a really long time to collect the data. It takes a long time to get people interested and for people to really understand what workplace wellness initiatives are and why they should engage with you. So the work requires time and patience, and as the champions, you must be the one willing to do what's needed to stay engaged for yourself, but also for those leadership components. So today's episode is all about staying motivated for workplace wellness. It's about taking care of yourself, respecting boundaries, building capacity, all of these things that I think put a really nice bow on all of this work because most of the people I work with in workplace wellness are highly motivated. They're highly empathetic and they really care about other people. So it's extra important that you're paying attention to these things to sustain the work because if you burn out and you are not motivated to do the work anymore, then the champion at your organization is gone. And that's a tragedy. That means that the work is not going to continue moving forward. Um, And the whole entire goal of harnessing more resources is to make sure that it doesn't sit on your shoulders alone. And that regardless of how much capacity you have, this work is continuing to move forward. So you can kind of see how it's the chicken before the egg. So you, chicken or the egg. So you have to stay taking care of yourself, healthy, motivated, energetic for the work to keep growing. So I just want to share a few little ideas, tips, whatever we want to call them for keeping yourself sustained. And we all understand the feeling of being unappreciated and resentful for doing work that goes unnoticed. So that's why these things are really important and we need to pay attention to them. So number one, something we've talked about before, but it's so relevant to this topic is understanding your capacity and committing to it. Taking stock of what you do right now and noticing the return. So if you are spending a ton of time doing walking challenges and organizing these things and no one's showing up, now's your opportunity to make sure that your efforts are worth it. If you don't have any data right now, start tracking your efforts and your returns. This is so incredibly important in building your case, but also being able to justify your time. Because for so many of us, Workplace wellness is side of the desk work. We don't have 100% of our capacity to dedicate to this. So making sure that every minute you're putting towards it is going towards some aspect of value. So even if it's just attendance records, even if you are hosting events and you're just tracking how many people are showing up, That's something. So this is really what's going to help you understand if your efforts are well-received, where to pivot, but it's also going to support your argument in gaining more traction, whether you are seeing high engagement and that's your evidence from leadership to keep moving forward, or whether you're seeing very low engagement. And there's an argument there because if you're gaining resources and you're getting leadership buy-in, that engagement is only going to grow. So no matter what your data tells you right now, there is a way that you can transition that data to really support you and go listen to the last episode if that's something you want to keep diving into and you haven't yet. The second piece of this is really understanding and staying within your boundaries. We all want to do more and there's always more work to do. However, if you start expanding your capacity before you actually have it, you're going to burn out. You're not going to have the time to care for yourself, to have fun with this work. It's going to turn into a burden for you. So once you take stock of your capacity and you have the tools to understand, if you can take on more or pivot to more productive activities, that's when you can start asking yourself, and these different questions and seeing where other opportunities might present themselves. So something to consider when you're evaluating your capacity and thinking about boundaries is asking for support. So are there other people who can help you with this work? Are there other people who might be just as passionate about wellness as you are who have capacity to take some things on. And these might be people on your team, these might be people in the organization you won't know unless you ask the questions. Being really open with your leadership about how much time and energy you spend on workplace wellness is incredibly important. I see so many people not gloating and I say gloating with hesitation because I feel like they're negative Connotations, but I see people not celebrating themselves enough and not being honest about the real work that goes into some of this stuff and this incredibly important movement towards healthier environments. Whether it's on your one to one, whether you are in an all staff meeting and talking about wellness, be really transparent about the time and energy because, especially if you're trying to get more support and you're not being realistic about the amount of time and all of the things that you put in, then how is leadership ever going to understand what's realistic that they need to put in? So honesty and transparency is really important here. And then this last little piece of this section is creating the clear boundaries on which people might request things from you. And what I mean by that is We see this phenomenon where once you open the floodgates, everybody has an opinion, but no one has capacity to take on the real work, right? So it's your job when you're leading these efforts to make sure that you're really clear with people on what you're willing to accept, what you're willing to do. And my transition with this working on committees is always, that's a fantastic idea. How would you implement that? Or do you have capacity to implement that? We need to shift with this work into an ownership role. So not everything can be dumped on you just because it's workplace wellness. There is so much space for people to own things, even if it's just one piece. Even if one person has this fantastic idea for a biking challenge in the month of July They can own that one piece without necessarily leading a whole chunk of workplace wellness. And that takes a whole month of events off of your plate if you're doing one thing a month. So thinking about those strategic ways that you can um, leverage other people in their passions, but also to be able to be really honest and open about your capacity. Getting help where you you can, whether it's through a formal committee or just those who have a little bit of time, like I just said, it's so, so helpful. And then this full circle back to building a business case, if you feel the work is growing quickly and you identify the needs for working with leadership to expand resources – This is a great way to support yourself. So again, listen to episodes 12 and 13. They're going to talk you through some of those bigger pieces. Okay, piece number two, celebrate and communicate your wins. I said this already in this episode. I got a little ahead of myself. But if people don't know what you're doing and the success you're cultivating, how can they support or acknowledge it? It is your responsibility to be sharing this. It doesn't make you vain. It doesn't make you proud, egocentric, whatever you might be thinking. It makes you valuable because you're pointing people in the direction of progressive movement towards workplace wellness. So whether you're creating a monthly, quarterly update for leadership or even for your organization as a whole to put in the newsletter, that's a great way to get more support from the organization and to really help them witness your hard work. The update that you choose to share might also work itself into an all-staff meeting so that employees are aware of the work being done. So not only are we talking about awareness at the leadership level, but we're also talking about awareness at the employee level so that they can actually understand how important their well-being is to the organization. That is where we see this culture shift of whether your employees feel cared for or not. If you're keeping your work all behind the scenes in a secret, how are employees supposed to understand that that's actually for them? So it's really important that you're sharing and talking about this work. And now I just want to hold a moment for you. Take this moment right now to appreciate how awesome you are. Just take a deep breath. And for this moment, take stock of your hard work and how incredibly meaningful it is. I have a few people at the top of my mind who I know put so much work and thought into how people feel every single day at work and who don't necessarily give themselves the credit for that because that's such an incredibly empathetic and beautiful space to be operating from. So I'm just going to give you like, 20 seconds of silence to just take a deep breath, close your eyes and acknowledge that for yourself. (sighs) Okay. I hope you all took advantage of that little moment. And I should have said, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Next piece, we have two more pieces in this big idea of how to care for yourself and how to stay sustainable. So, number three, accept what you're granted and keep fighting for more. So, what I mean by that is if you go in and build this big case and have this presentation and don't get everything you wanted, that's okay. Make sure that you understand from leadership exactly what is required to be considered successful so that you can. Fulfill those pieces that they're requesting. Make sure that you're walking away from these interactions with leadership or employees, really feeling clear on where their heads are at with this work. So, what I mean by that is making sure that if they're not granting you the resources that you requested, first you need to know why. What's their perspective? What are they looking for for return on investment to make? to increase that those resources that they've allocated. And number two, how do you get the rest? So making sure that there's a really clear roadmap where you understand what's required to access the next level of resources and support with the people who are committing to this process with you. Another piece is if you can layer in leadership and h- have them help you, in a way other than allocating finances or time, then that's incredible. So, But and what I mean by that is having them volunteer at your events, having them lead an event, having them make an announcement on an all-staff call, having them be really part of the process is going to really help them put their feet in your shoes and to feel what it feels like to do this awesome work. So Really making sure that you understand what's required of you to keep pushing forward so that you're not living in this really unclear zone where you're doing this, but you're not sure if that's actually what they want. Another piece to this is like continuing the conversation. So, when's your next meeting with them? Is it next quarter? Is it in the next six months for updates? Do they want email updates? Answering all of those questions. With leadership is going to help you stay really organized and it's also going to help you prioritize the work that you're moving forward. And then, my last little piece here is know that the work you're doing is really important. 81% of employees polled in the US Surgeon General's Mental Health and Wellness Study um, that just came out this year claimed that they would look for an employer who prioritizes health and well being. 81%. So, Most people are looking for employers who are prioritizing the things that you are working on. The business case to me is a no-brainer, but it's just a matter of putting it all through the lens of what people really care about. But your work is so valuable. And even beyond business value, this work provides human and work environments that support total well-being. Your purpose is profound. For the life experience employees have far beyond the walls of your work environment, and it's not just about retention and satisfaction. When people feel well at work, they also thrive at home. They have stronger relationships with their partners, their families. And this means that they live happier and more fulfilling lives in general when they feel cared for at work. That is the work that you are behind. That's what you're trying to get support for for leadership. So hold that passion true to yourself. Remind yourself. And in that little moment I gave you earlier, I hope there was some recognition of how awesome you are as a person because this is important to you. I am so proud of you for all of the work that you're doing. This is my passion And I feel this is incredibly productive and important work. And I am here to support you. So you know that you can find me on Instagram at Podcasts. You can find me on LinkedIn at Melissa Sherry Coaching. If this is work that you're doing, please send me a message. Um, I'm not selling a program right now. I'm not doing consulting outside of my day job. Um, But I would love to figure out how I can best support you with this work because I think it's so incredibly important for people to be pursuing this at all levels um, in their work environment. So please reach out to me, send me a message, and I will see you next time. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on LinkedIn under Melissa Sherry Coaching or on Instagram at works well Podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. See you next time.